0: Hi, welcome to Below the Line, the podcast where we talk about filmmakers who aren't so usually on the spotlight due to the nature of their careers. So no directors, no actors, but rather composers and cinematographers, production designers, and maybe producers, because no one knows producers, even though they're actually above the line. But anyways, today's episode we will be talking about... should we introduce ourselves first? Yeah, we first, should. We, yeah. Say, yeah, let's
1: introduce ourselves before we introduce the the queen, the goddess that we're talking of about course. today.
0: Yeah, let's yeah. make anticipation.
1: I am Nolan. I am Seb's co-host for Below the Line. And we have a special guest today. <laughs> Benke um, ben K. Ben ben Hi, yes, K. Thank you. Thank Hi, you. Um, welcome. We're in,
2: the middle, welcome the we're in the middle of a huge court battle to get me to be one of the hosts for this show. But, but as, as of we're, now, we're ben K is the
0: permanent guest for our podcast.
2: Permanent, yes. permanent guest. Oh, give K. it up.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Very thank nice. you,
2: guys. I worked very hard to get here. At least I'd like to think so. Hype. You guys, yeah. I don't know. but um,
1: let me introduce Seb. This is about below the line, all right. This is about
2: below the line. Okay, not about. This is not the Seb show. This, this might be the Nolan. The this Seb might show. be the Nolan show. Okay, like, it's, it's, may, it,
0: can it be the Seven Nolan show at it least? It could be the Seven
2: Nolan, not the show. It is definitely exactly. not the Ben K show, according, is, exactly. according, <laughs> Anything according but to law. According, the, according to California law, it is not the Ben K show. But it in reality, not
0: not. in reality, this is this is the the Wendy Carlos show. Yes, that's the, that's right. You heard her right, and yes, you don't know her. Her name is Wendy Carlos, <laughs> and she is incredible. Um, do you want to like introduce who who is Wendy Carlos, Nolan?
1: Yeah, Wendy Carlos is uh, considered uh, the, the godmother of the synth, or the synthesizer. Uh, she and a collaborator at Columbia University, where she went to school, really created the instrument. Not only uh, its technical specs and everything like that, but also the music. Uh, her album Switched On Bach was the very first album uh, entirely of synthesizer, where she very controversially took some of Bach's Brandenburg concertos and made them all synthesizer, um, all synthesizer made. That album was, of course, controversial. How could you spit on our traditional Bach music with the synthesizer? But of course, it won a Grammy for uh, some sort of, I don't know, know even what Grammy, best electronic album probably, uh, which led to her being, of course, very, it, very well known.
0: I think it was classical, yeah.
1: I don't know. Okay, I'm it different. might have won. And, yeah, and, and the even, spirit even of best Bach classical was very
0: album. pleased.
1: Yes, Johan was, was, was not quaking, Johann. he was, in fact. <laughs> Johan was not quaking, was che-
2: in fact, in fact, he was cheering her on.
1: He was cheering her on.
2: Thank you you very much, Bach.
0: Every time someone played, Bach just like turned in his grave, just like revolted out of disgust.
2: You guys are still playing it the same fucking way after 400 years? Really? I want something (laughs) new. (laughs) Here comes Wendy Carlos. Thank you. Thank you. Finally.
1: But because because this is a podcast,
2: somebody would put this music. In a movie, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't want to give any. I don't, I don't, don't want to say. Oh wait, like, don't, wait, don't, wait don't get, get ahead of yourself.
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> if, if, only, a... if only,
2: if only. I don't. You know, like It's, yeah,
0: it's yeah. not as if it's in the title of the episode, but mm. right,
1: right, right. This is a film, <laughs> film podcast, so we're we're talking a lot about her film work today, which is uh, her collaborations with Stanley Kubrick in terms of uh, *The Shining* and *Clockwork Orange*, which are two, you know, lesser known movies. <laughs> uh, you, you might have heard <laughs> of them before, oh. uh, but you definitely. Mean, You've definitely heard of one of the greatest films in the history of man, which is Tron, the original Tron from 1982, right. uh, which right. famously includes a 25-minute suite, a Tron suite by Wendy Carlos, uh, which is almost like her own concerto or her own classical piece to go with this monumental uh, sci-fi epic. But we'll also talk about her music, her legacy, uh, again, the godmother of the synth. So everything you see from Reznor and Ross, to other composers today, uh, that comes from Wendy Carlos. But we're gonna talk about a few things before we go into Wendy Carlos specifically. Right. Um there, there's a lot of things going on. I was getting ready. A lot of new <laughs> movies and trailers. Seb, a lot I of want things. you and maybe even our guests. Anything, anything
2: happening in the world? <laughs> anything <laughs> happen <laughs> anything crazy happening?
1: Maybe. Um, anything going on right Benkei now, guys? Can say something.
0: Um uh, talk about You're the guest, so do you wanna do you wanna start? Like, is there anything?
1: Well, in fact, I think that our guest, Seb, saw a, a special film that I have not been able to see because of, ironically, California law. So the same state that says that, the same state that mandates that uh, Benke cannot host the show is the same state that says, I cannot watch the film that Benke saw. (laughs) Exactly,
2: exactly. And I'm going to hold this one over all of you guys for,
1: yeah, probably, probably
2: in the next few years, something like that. (laughs) I traveled (laughs) two and a half hours by car. Long and and far. Long and far, just to see Christopher Nolan. No, Nolan, Christopher Nolan. Uh,
0: not not the Nolan. The, not, not the, the other Nolan, Nolan. The
2: other no. lesser yes, known Nolan Christopher of Christopher Nolan's no. new movie, Tenet, which um, under great controversy has still been still been released in theaters in, you oh. know, wherever they're open in I went to, I went to Connecticut. All the way to Connecticut. I risked my life
0: to see this movie was Wait, it worth it just, just i went to
2: connecticut that place is dangerous just yale for a bit of, is in connecticut
0: <laughs> just for a bit of context benke before seeing this texted me and said said like this movie has to do something really 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 wrong for it not to be five stars you have no idea <laughs> how much <laughs> i want to see this movie because benke is if you didn't know if you didn't know him, a very big Nolan. A, to- fan. a,
2: toxic, a toxic, a toxic Nolan fanboy. That's right. That's <laughs> yeah, right.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um I will so follow a fan.
2: I'll do what I will do whatever he tells me to do. I will watch it in whatever ridiculous IMAX premium format he tells me to, to blow out my brains. I'll do it. It's dumb and I recognize it, but I'll do it. And I, you know, like everybody else, have not been to the theater.
0: But so, you tell us, is it five stars? March.
2: Yes, for me, yes.
0: for that, me. That doesn't sound like, <laughs> like, a yes, but like yes, <laughs> yes,
2: but but listen, listen. If you're if you love Nolan, if you love Nolan's stuff, not not the Nolan, Aww, but, thank but, you. but like
0: thank you. <laughs> that wouldn't even be a question. It's not. It wouldn't, if you be, no, it. It wouldn't be a just, question. Yeah, yeah. It's just right. like
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. If you love Nolan's stuff,
0: <laughs> this podcast I, is just us kissing each other's ass. It's really why we did it, yeah. guys. Sorry.
2: What? If you love Nolan stuff. I mean, it's, this is it for you. Like, it's so, it's loud. Everybody's in sexy suits. Everybody's looking good. <laughs> you have, you have just a ridiculous plot that is just takes so much mental capacity to figure out. I mean, it, take, it took more than the car ride home. I mean, I don't think I understand what happened in this movie. And it's been at least a week since I saw it. It's Do you think that Christopher Nolan understands what happens in the movie? Um... <laughs> You know, maybe in like a in like an eight-hour version of the movie, this might this movie might make sense. But um, yeah. Exactly.
0: I, wish group, I, I wish it was eight hours of just. I, I, I wish, wish
2: it was, wish it was eight. We wish it was eight hours.
1: I wish he had a Twitter. You know, because I, I wish he had a Twitter because there'd be like a 3 a.m. tweet in like a couple months down the road where he'd tweet like, "Oh shit, guys, I understand Tenant now." <laughs> finally
2: <been> a- <laughs> i finally i figured it out
1: <laughs> i want i want all of the youtube channels to figure out tenet before christopher nolan actually he, does it's a really, it's a race to see
0: he really takes that the artist never fully understands his artwork exactly. to a, no- a whole nother yeah. level
2: to act to, to the actual level. thing where just nobody understands it honestly
0: uh,
2: <laughs> and I mean, you y'all hear the thing he's like he has a flip phone, like nobody can contact him. He does he has no connection to the internet.
1: Well, if you wanted to do like a Tarantino impression, cinema isn't meant to be understood, okay? It's meant to be watched, okay?
2: <laughs> Tenet is is good. Like you should risk your life to see this movie. Here's what I want to
1: know. Here's what I want to know. One, is the plan by Travis Scott that he made for the for the movie is it in the movie?
2: It is in the end credits, I am so oh. so sorry. I gotta what be like jacked. you know you know the you know the fan theories. The fact that Tenet is Nolan's biopic for T- Travis Scott, I can confirm that that is that is absolutely
1: okay. true. I just have to say that I'm 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 thinking of ending things. Are you are you? I am thinking. of so. I'm so, he said, he I'm said so you know, sorry. You know, I would just
2: let you know that the the that California law does not allow you to kick your guests off in the middle of the episode. That's
1: even, fair. Yes, How do they feel? <laughs> law,
2: Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking of anything. I think is it is weird. Like it, it is. It is really weird. I'm not like. Don't expect anything normal from this. But it is. It is genuinely eye catching. Like I was genuinely into yeah. it the entire time. You know? I would
1: say the, the one thing that I did enjoy about it, which is I, I'm really not a proponent for films that could be plays, because there's a lot of films that just could be plays instead. But I really found that even though this is such a contained, could potentially be adapted into a play, it really, it has a great visual language to it. I found that it worked as a movie more than something that I wish was a play or I wish was a radio or whatever the hell. It was a really, you know, it was a movie. I was, I was sitting there watching it on my, my Kindle. I was like, "This is a <laughs> movie. This, this, is the this movie. Is, this, this is ladies and movie. movie right here."
2: You know, there was watching. Um, I'm thinking of ending things on my iPod Nano. It was saying, now. Yes. This, this is a movie.
1: <laughs> Can we talk about the Batman trailer? Can we talk about it? I just love the story. The guy who made Cloverfield is now making a Batman movie. Is that not insane? Like, is that not insane? Like, good job. The world. The world like, is doing very around. well. There's a lot of good trailers, this month, guys. It's been like it's been a really yeah. good, moment. good good trailer Any moment, moments. you know. And it's it kind of seem... the
2: only thing we have to eat up, you know. We have
1: no movies. <laughs> it is. See. It's Just the only thing, of trailers unless we're going to Connecticut to see all of these. Uh, all of these. <laughs> unless we're going to Connecticut trailers. to see
2: Ted. Um... <laughs> to
0: Connecticut, or we go <laughs> to Venice. We to, out to the, Venice the Venice Film Festival.
1: The Venice Film Festival, and the, yeah. the Chief Judge, we have it, to we have to give a round of applause to the Chief Judge, Cate Blanchett. I I've talked about this before before the podcast, but I've I've woken up. There was a morning where I woke up, and I don't remember what I was doing the night before, but I was like deep into Cate Blanchett's Wikipedia. Like I, I, I and then I and then I remembered I was like half asleep at like 1 a.m. just looking at her Wikipedia, just just like in awe. Like oh my god, Kate Blanchett, she's doing so much. And that that photo that was released last week of Cate Blanchett at the Venice Film Festival giving to swinton i think it was like some sort of career honor or like lifetime achievement awards yeah sort of the, at, the at honorary the golden lion the, yeah exactly It's, like, it's, like god, picture it's like a picture of them together it's a god wow it really what's, is what's it's going on like there it, it seems like it belongs in the Louvre. you know what i mean right. like it seems like the the portrait of those two together it's like it, it really is something i i think that we can regale for for ages yeah portraits the of the final Lady. photo of cape Blanchette. yeah <laughs> portrait of, swinton. Of Blanchette on fire
0: and Tilda, Tilda is just incredible as well. And her, like, I'm so excited yep. for her new short film we with have, Almodovar. Yep. Almodovar. Yep. I, I just love great. Almodovar. I love Tilda Swinton. This is going to be incredible. Be I've heard it's great. Um, and also, Guys, like, so- Venice Venice be having cool judges because la- last year they had Lucrecia Martel, who is also incredible. Yeah
1: um he Gave it to
2: Joker. Thank you. Thank she you, Joker. Gave it to Joker.
1: Yeah. <laughs> thanks. to gave... to Venice Film Festival for giving the Golden this... Lion, uh, one of the Big Four to to Joker. And to she gave
0: <laughs> she she I mean not <laughs> she but like the other the 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 second um prize to an officer and a spy. <laughs> the, okay. The, the, all right. The, all
2: right. The, all, right the, all right. But other Polanski than that, film. we love her.
0: Other than, other than, nah, yeah, other than her, judges. her other she's not the best judge.
1: Martel, <laughs> she specifically gave Todd Phillips and they shook hands pre-corona and she looked him dead in the eye and she said, this is your best work. This is better <laughs> than War Dogs. <laughs> this, is, this is so much better than War Dogs. I can't believe this is, this how is far surpri- you over- I can't
2: believe that you made a movie better than Hangover Part 3. I can,
1: I, how did you do I can't it? believe how did, you I, do how, it? how did you do 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 it? I haven't been able to make a movie better than Hangover Part 3. How did you do it yourself? It's like, breaking your own home. it's like breaking your own home run record. It's really impressive.
0: Talking about trailers and actually talking about David Lynch, but not really, the Dune trailer? Yeah. What did the you guys think of that?
1: The Isn't Dune trailer, pretty? you know, every, every once in a while, you have a moment of like, this is why movies exist. And last year, it was just the entire existence of Portrait of a Lady on Fire. You know, that movie just yeah, made it Can you we get remember. a round of
2: applause for Portrait of Lady? Can we, we get a round of Empire applause
1: for seeing Siama and Portrait of Lady on Fire? Wait. Yeah. No, like, are you being Are it, you yeah, being yeah. sarcastic with that? I'm not being sarcastic, dude. Okay. I love even the construction of the trailer is like its own architecture. <laughs> Everything about this <laughs> even movie. The, it, even it just, that silly song me. that they put on it. Damn, that was so weird. <laughs> <laughs> it worries me because like it's such. It has to be so deathly constructed, not only because there's been two films before that have failed from David Lynch and Alejandro Hodorowsky. They're not like dummies. These are guys who are industry champions, and some are even non-industry champions, and they couldn't get it done in the public eye, at least.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I Dune think is like, Dune's not that like, bad, but it's I it's mean, like a, it's like cursed material. Like anybody it is. tries, it's like it. making it's a Fantastic like, Four movie. I have to say, there's a lot there's a lot writing on Denis Villeneuve for Doom, you know? There is. There's, but what I'm saying is Hollywood. he's already got
1: a fan base. He already got a fan base with yeah. Blade Runner. I think he can do it again. I think he can go two for two. I don't know. I, I think I'm, he can like, do it again. Another Blade I say, Runner
2: movie, you say? The, the, the reason I say there's a lot of writing on him is because it feels like Hollywood gave him like a second chance with this, with giving him Doom because you know, Blade Runner, it was, right. people liked it a lot, but it did not make its money back at all. It did not make the money, you know? no. it's It, no, it was it like not. a, re- it was obviously a really expensive movie to make, and it was an R-rated movie, and it was like three hours long, so it, yep. you know, obviously alienated a lot of the audience that would, that this movie kind of movie needs to gain and, a lot of money back. And it yeah. and Dune
0: is gonna be Dune, long as fuck, right? Like it has gonna,
2: to be like three hours. It, it and it's and how can have this movie be long. not be exactly? So he needs I wonder, I I'm really thinking about like what are they gonna do about the rating for this movie? Cause you know, they they he needs to make the money back for this one. Like, right. like
0: he really needs to when you, arrival is such a like it feels so good to take it in because like everything feels so right. It's like one of those, like Denny Villeneuve is one of those uh, like filmmakers that like just knows how to like do pacing and camera work. So it yeah. like feels so perfect yeah. and you don't even, like it just feels like that. And that's also very like Kubrick
1: if, if anyone in the audience is not a, a big Kubrick fan, we sixty six percent of Wendy Carlos's film scores <laughs> are Kubrick films. So, and I not, mean, we don't we don't to, even
2: we don't even know if she liked them. But you know, that, that's just something. We have taken. no idea. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. We have no idea. I think they. I think they at best, at worst, tolerated each other, and at best, lightly respected each other. I think is what you is how you would phrase it.
0: We did contact Wendy Carlos. We did invite her, didn't we? But yep. she did yep. not reply. Um, no, sadly. she did not reply. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> I mean, she missed She's we, missing shocking, out on it. Absolutely. We,
1: shocking. We like to believe that if she had replied, she would have said something to the tune of, I don't go on shows or podcasts where the guest is um that misbehaved and, and not well mannered <laughs> as Benke. <laughs>
0: when I, like, when we said Wendy Carlos, I did not know who Wendy Carlos was. I did not know how fucking influential she had been like she is huge like he she electronic music wasn't a thing right it was like this avant-garde like it wasn't a thing people didn't take it too seriously it was like too like avant-garde and then she came in and she was like i'm gonna use a synthesizer master it like no one has mastered it before and do fucking classical music with it instead of trying to reinvent music I'm going to rewrite, like, what? not rewrite, but, like, redo what is already, like, like, look at that tradition and use that tradition. She basically brought the two worlds together and, like, blew up, basically. Like, this proved that electronic music could be commercially successful, could be taken seriously as music. Like, this is incredible. And there were, like, still purists of classical music were, like, fuck you, like, why would you yeah. put, like, how dare sure. you play back but on they, a synthesizer? They couldn't really
2: argue with how popular it was, though. Like, it's, it no. seems like it was, like, a, not, not only, like, critically, but, like, people real like,
0: it was, like, a lot of people bought this album and that kind of stuff, damn. Yeah, like, it peaked at number 10 in the Billboard albums, like, classical, it was the second classical album to sell more than $1 million
1: i think crazy. we have to applaud the we have to applaud the range of wendy carlos who went to brown she was then walter <laughs> carlos went to brown and studied music and physics and then went to columbia for a master's in music and then she met there she met uh, robert moog who was uh, again working on the technical specifications of his first moog synthesizer um but she i mean really the credit where the credit is due. she is the one who was composing this music she was the one who was thinking of of this revolution in terms of how it would sound Uh, in in an orchestra hall, in a theater, uh, in front of people, uh, in in, in film exhibitions. And it gives you switched on Bach, which uh, you listen to the album is still stunning because you can feel that nobody knows what this is. And all of a sudden they're playing orchestral Bach on a synthesizer and it's beautiful and it's amazing. And if you can find it in full, I think you might have to go on eBay to find a physical copy or like on some, you know, please don't go on a a piracy site for this. Please try to find a, (laughs) a music domain that is legal Yep
2: go to wendycarlos.com this yep. is free advertising exactly. for your wendy carlos
1: Business. we Enter love the you. promo code banke banke guest is the promo code <laughs> banke guest
0: she should be grateful yeah. given that she like didn't come because of banke like honestly like hmm. this right she should be she if should be grateful that we're even
2: talking about her like You know, you know what I'm saying, right?
1: Right. Of course. (laughs) If not for Benke, Connecticut would not have shown Tenant. But they heard that he was coming, and they in in full force. (laughs) If it was not for me, I
2: don't think Nolan would even have released this movie. Period. Actually, like I don't exactly
1: exactly. I'm hearing about this this new thing called movies. This new thing called movies might give it a shot, but again, might 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 not. Yeah, yeah. You know,
2: I'm hearing a lot about him. It's it's the new it's the newest thing. Yeah, but you know, I mean, I'm busy so yeah I've, i i might just, need i might need a but if if anyone has any recommendations for the first movie let me know i well, I, I i yeah think, yeah Can
1: i they, think what film scholars are doing more than anything is they're, they're dividing up peter Fairley between post and pre-shallow how and pre-shallow how is like dumb and dumber <laughs> and there's something about mary and then of course post shallow how would be dumb and dumber two green book yeah. best yeah. picture winner green book
2: Green Book isn't even top five. Hmm. Fairly Brothers, did you ever think about that? This is the one that you all guys it means chose. Is the
1: Academy <laughs> has to go back and like ex post facto give all of the previous Fairly films best picture. <laughs> Acknowledge like if you're gonna if, do it, if, it if for this one, film. like, might as well
2: do it for if all you, of them. You know, if you're
1: gonna have Dumb and, Dumb and Dumber, Leapfrog, Shawshank, Forrest Gump, and Pulp Fiction for best picture in 1994, I, I agree with that. It's fair. We need to get back to Wendy Carlos right Wendy now. Carlos. <laughs> We're so, so right. Wendy Carlos. Wendy, sick, no. sick so Wendy Carlos
0: has a sick, sick soundtrack.
1: Wendy Carlos has a sick, sick soundtrack. Sick, sick. Like many sick
0: soundtracks. Three, to, be precise. Three, well, no, three to be precise. three, yeah. no, she has did, more. She did nod movies, but like short soundtracks, and things
1: yeah. like that. Yeah. In, yeah. Including Nolan's Nolan's childhood favorite, The Shining, which I've seen more than any movie probably in my life. I've probably Wait, that's seen your it in full favorite? about 60, 70 times. That's your favorite. I would. I would consider it film along with along with Psycho. I'd consider The Shining because those are the two films that when I was a kid I would watch over and over and over. Let me give a quick shout out to Shelly Duval. Can we get a round of applause for Shelly Duval? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. That's very and very Very
0: funny. We had to really, really convince her not to come here and say her name. Exactly. Hey, I'm Shelly Duval. She really, really wanted to do that. Like she's quiet. She's
2: she's quiet. You know. She was dying. So I mean, that's
1: my let her. That's, that's that's my favorite Wendy Carlos, just because I love that movie so much. And she really only, she doesn't, she appears in spurts because The Shining, just like a lot of Kubrick's films, yeah. is scored well, mostly classically. But she comes yeah, in on, on right. the theme, the very famous theme, over the water, uh, and yeah. then later, once Jack has gotten the job. And it's, it's her track, it's the track that is played, it's called Rocky Mountains. And it's so foreboding, it actually sounds like Looming mountains over this car ride, and it's such an emotional right. piece of music. It only lasts for probably a minute and a half, but it has mm-hmm. the same sinister energy as the theme that she did. But it just has, which, by the way, I, I can't ex- remember exactly what I think it's Berlioz is the original composer of the Yeah,
2: Berlioz is the original. Yeah.
1: Would yeah, you But Rocky Mountains is her own original, and it's it's shocking. It's a stunning piece of
0: music. Okay, so people, yeah, so those who like. Because the thing, like, if you're wondering, hi, person listening to the podcast, if you're wondering why didn't she do the rest of the movie, well, because Kubrick is an asshole. <laughs> and, Kubrick is yeah, an asshole. Right, can, yeah. I, can I? Can You have I to tell the story. We have to give I, that disclaimer
1: I, yeah. to people that, that, that Semi Kubrick is just that, has always been an asshole. Died, <laughs> he has been born, an asshole. Was He's... born and died a an genius asshole.
0: Oh, wait, did you so hear that? Was, the, 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 the the anti-Kubrick fans who had left at the beginning of the episode just came they're, back. Okay, they're they're back. coming
2: back. Oh, they're, they're coming, coming back. back. Oh, oh, hi, well, guys. Hi, guys. This, 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 is, this, is, we, uh, this
1: is the line where we, we hate have, Kubrick, we don't like Kubrick movies. We don't like Kubrick. <laughs> we drive um, all the way out to Connecticut to see Christopher Nolan, and we shun Kubrick. We, we shun this Kubrick. This is what we do. Welcome to Below the Line.
2: I don't even know what that is. So I was doing some research on Wendy Carlos and I was trying to figure out, I was trying to figure out more about the relationship. And I was reading the Playboy magazine in- You were what? I think, (laughs) nothing, nothing. (laughs) In Playboy magazine, they did some kind of interview with, I'm trying to remember what year it was, but they did an interview with Wendy Carlos who had like, and she talked very like surprisingly openly about her transition and all that I was I was really shocked at like mm-hmm. um like the details that this that this really long interview went into about mm-hmm. just like the way what she thought about gender and all that kind of stuff and and who she's out to in that and um they talked to her about Stanley Kubrick and her relationship with him and she was like yeah he's like he's he's like an asshole like he doesn't he doesn't really Everybody kinda of serves up to him. We gotta we gotta go to him. You gotta visit. you gotta go to him if you wanna visit him in London. You gotta call him up. He never visits you. So she, she actually said, surprisingly, right. you know, after she had done two of his movies, she had only met him like a few times, she said, and mostly wow. like talked to him over the phone over this kind of stuff and the over like the stuff about the score and all that. And um the interviewer asked if um if Stanley Kubrick knew about knew about the fact that she was trans and she said no, like she he he'd like probably unless she like read this interview, she would probably have no idea. And it's just like mm-hmm. sometimes she would come in like wearing a dress or and Kubrick would just mm-hmm. not give a fuck. Like he just like Right, that type of person to just not <laughs> give a fuck like he w- he was so like unaware of everything and he was just like okay let's just like get down <laughs> was, to business i guess he was very so,
0: like focused right she she said like something about being right. too focused and right. like his yeah, yeah. film that he wasn't even paying attention to anything else yeah why so,
1: i'm i'm stunned by i'm stunned by that playboy interview but then the response later because she writes in a later a later piece or memoir or article about how how much it was a relief for her to come out as 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 trans and come out as a woman but mm-hmm. how like it it felt like society didn't care not in like a supportive like we don't care whatever <laughs> it's fine in in like an actual legitimate indifference and i think it was shocking to her uh, and frankly when you read it now it's it's shocking a musician of that caliber and of that mm-hmm. fame that would definitely you'd think ruffle not even ruffle feathers but just make waved in the press um, you know probably did yeah and it is it it is that fame but also like
0: it's also surprising like how she is not as famous you know like she has done like so much that like time and memory have not been nice to her you know like and i guess that's part of why we're doing the first episode about her because she's incredible Mm -hmm. and we should like talk more about her and just like recognize her for incredible work and there are a lot of people that do of course but it is very much like in niche um
1: <laughs> film podcasts <laughs> it's yeah, telling guys i mean she, she she scored tron she scored tron guys of course we, we haven't even talked about it we
2: haven't even talked about
1: tron that, I, mean, I mean that alone that alone should seal your fate in cinema forever right not not to mention her work with you know one of the titans of american film I mean, it's not about her, but, like, <laughs> Clockwork Orange. <laughs> can we discuss
2: Clockwork and Orange it's, for a second? I mean, can we
0: it's talk not, about Clockwork Orange? Clockwork Orange. It's not, like, well, her score about in about it. it her... is incredible. Yeah, let's talk about her
2: score for a second.
0: And, like, she Cause... did, she redid, like, all the Beethoven, not, I don't know. Beethoven. No, no,
2: she did, She did. I think, Beethoven 9 shows up in there and she did right. it like she, she yeah she, she did call shows up in there right yeah i mean this, perhaps
1: her most famous piece original piece is time steps which doesn't even make its way into the movie but it's like a seven minute mosaic mm. of all of the wendy Carlosisms
0: that you would find
1: <laughs> on another album of hers and you can tell would, almost that like it's almost like she did one for the movie and did one for herself in terms of like songs right because time steps mm. is really it's not something you you could even envision in the film but it's so Wendy right. Carlos, it almost like exudes that element of her career. Right. I would
2: argue that this might be her best in terms of like what the like what her what she, what it's all about. Like right. it's it's really her right. being it's just like the music of like everything that she represents of just like doing the classical music with like I mean, the whole synthesizer stuff. Like it is it is like it is like just so well used in this movie. And I'd it. say what everyone really knows her from you know what I'm saying like it's like oh yeah when you like Stanley Kubrick right. music oh you mean like the synthesizer Beethoven stuff yep that's when Carlos yeah I do agree
0: it's also my favorite but it's also like a bit unfair to say that like what she represents is just that because like she just kept doing a bunch of stuff she went into ambient music as well she like kind that's of fair, pioneered yeah. that as well and she like yeah went into like being herself like more avant-garde like she just like keeps right. doing things before other people <laughs> um but like but i do agree that's that is an incredible incredible score it's just like
1: it yeah. gives you chills for just how good it is i want to talk but before we well, before we wrap this up because we do we are running a little bit out of time i want to talk about like popular impact because we, yeah. we touched on it earlier but like sorry someone Nolan, who's...
2: Can, I, can i talk about like their, like, Wendy Carlos and Stanley Kubrick yes. relationship. Yes. First. Yeah, 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 <laughs> So yes.
1: take it over, take it over.
2: So, I mean, she didn't come back for Barry Lyndon, but I don't think there's any original score for Barry Lyndon, right? It's just, it's all classical stuff. So she didn't, she had it's nothing to do with It's
0: mostly classical, it. yeah
2: yeah mm-hmm.
0: um yeah, maybe she movie, knew maybe she was she, invited she was sh- and she was like this dude already replaced me with the classical things and now he's doing a classical movie like a movie R- set in I'm, I'm not <laughs> falling for this <laughs> like <laughs> i know i won't be featured <laughs> like yeah,
1: yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> her, the next so kubrick's next movie the shining right i'm not that that's his next one right
1: yes so, that's the next after barry london yeah
2: So this is this is obviously huge like there's so I think Kubrick asked Wendy Carlos to write like a whole score for this movie and like we said earlier only like two ish tracks from that ended up being actually used in the movie and I think a lot of what she wrote the score was for this like it was for this like like an entire like hour of like Jack Nicholson doing weird shit around the hotel. And Stanley Kubrick <laughs> was like, kind of last minute, like, oh, I don't like this. Oh, I think we got to get rid of this. And I think, and and Wendy Carlos was like, I think really upset about that because she worked really hard yeah. for this. And it felt like it was just like, it was more than just like, like going back on his agreement that he would use her score. It was just like, dude, like right. you're not acknowledging that other people are putting a lot of work into helping you make your movie and suddenly you just want to like make these last minute changes to just erase all that work, you know, right. like this, and it- my, my stuff will never be heard. So it is really understandable why, why she reacted this way. And yeah I think she vowed to never work with him again after, at, at the, after the shining, right. you know, and despite like those two tracks being in it and them being really good and obviously working really well in the movie, there's like, no, there's, he did cut out a lot of this score and and it's it's interesting even because like
0: it begs the question of what a director should do you know like if like like where do you draw the line between your creative will and like wanting it to be like your idea of what's the best like version of your film and where do you stop? Because you're stepping in on other people's work and like diminishing and kind of throwing it away. And it's funny cause like she released her full score of the Clockwork Orange when it, because not all of it was included either, right? But then she didn't release, I think the Shining score cause the label like wasn't really interested in publishing it and it only got released until 2005 when she released like an album of like forgotten score what's the i forgot the name but it's like the the these are like the scores like like many years many years after that many many years after that so it it really did got like it didn't even get the clockwork orange treatment that was like you get
1: the you get the feeling that it was so after the fact so many years later only because it, it was almost like public domain at that point she you could tell she did not want to get into any legal troubles with Warner Brothers or whoever else mm-hmm. was running this because the, the, the sad truth is that those companies are going to win a lawsuit like that um but this podcast is below the line so we're going to hear a lot of stories like that about artists who in collaboration or on their own or both are are not given their proper due or credit um which you know, are we ever not knocking directors? Some of us drove out to Connecticut just to see a director's film. There. See, you know, directors um, are important. Um, just to see Timur's new big eyes, of and, course. And big, I mean,
2: eyes two, big, big eyes too. Sorry, sorry, Nolan, big, because, big, guys, big eyes.
0: Big eyes too. Bigger eyes. Did you say at director's film? <laughs> like like as in as in any director's film? <laughs> you mean you mean the other Nolan's film? You know, like you mean that
1: Nolan himself, my
0: namesake.
1: Yeah.
2: Um. But yeah, Wendy Carlos, we, we have, just kind of ended in a bad, it just kind of ended in a whole yeah. bad thing. And it's, and I was reading her like notes on Stanley Kubrick's death and was like, you know, she's kind of like saying what everyone else is saying, like, you know, he's he's right. he's a genius. Um, he right. revolutionized movies, love his movies, um, you know, but never being like, I love working with him. He was awesome. Like. I can, I there's, she doesn't have to, she doesn't have to lie. Like, we know
1: that there, like, she's,
0: right. yeah. um, we can, we can talk about quickly about what Nolan wanted to say and then
1: we can wrap up because we are yeah. going over time. I just want to, I just want to end on, like, what, what we're talking about her now for, which is her impact on music now, which is right. almost yes. incalculable, almost like <laughs> infinitely large. It's, yeah. it's hard to quantify how much someone who was there at the, the birth and the genesis of The sin and composed the first like synthesizer album fully um yeah. it's hard to quantify how I mean, how important that is to yeah, music it, now yeah it, it, I mean, it is bigger than just electronic. movie
2: scores it is just like just right, the whole right, exactly
1: just like the concept is of electronic the, it's music it's the chain smokers it's travis scott himself travis
0: <laughs> jack really and like not even Without not like, even that but just like the synthesizer is such like a you can't like it's such a needed like instrument now, like you, it's what? What's the word? in, in You can't not title <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like it's yeah. just it's vital. Yeah, and it's and it right. wouldn't probably have been. I mean, it's not that Wendy Carlos is single-handedly responsible for the popularity of the synthesizer and importance right. of it today, right. but right. she she is she was a huge step. Like she like it. It does this. In it, it, it does um, make you wonder, you know, like how many people um, below the line uh, really like yeah, have a lot, a lot of impact. impact.
1: <laughs> and I think that it's, it's, it's part of it's just her audacity. It, it could have, you know, it could have been anyone who really developed the synth, but it was just the fact that she didn't go into the nightclubs and start playing in the synth. She went right after the greats. She went after Bach and she said, I'm going to rearrange Bach's music and compose it and conduct it so that it's it's synth ready um even it takes I a lot of gall to even
2: to... do something like that right
0: yeah. exactly yeah and it's crazy because like no one expected this to be this like okay you don't yeah, like it, really, it doesn't it make sense like electronic music wasn't popular classical music was not popular either you know like right, she yeah. combined those right. together and then made something like, when they released this right. like the press conference they did for it wasn't even about it it was like about two other albums and this was like the yeah. third one that was like lumped in they rushed it, it out there like, yeah and they yeah, like yeah, yeah. the other two albums like sold like thousands and tens of thousands of copies and this one did like more than a million <laughs> you know like yeah, exactly. no, like it didn't make any sense like you're the but it yeah, I mean, it was, it, like, I don't want to be, like, it was a mistake,
2: but it was, like, it is just, like, it is, like, chance, and it's just, like, it just really, like, it was just, like, yeah. added on to the end there, and it's, here, here yeah. it is, like, it just blows up in, not only within the album, but just, like, as just the concept of using electronic music in movies is so, it's, yeah. it's huge, like, it is, yeah. it is, it is so big, you can't even, can't even begin to, like, describe, like, her influence for this, okay. like, it. Is
1: everywhere. It's cannot so describe the influence.
0: No. Yeah. So now we, I think, the proper thing to do is to give it, give it up for the big, big give it up for it's it's Wendy Carlos,
1: please. Wendy Carlos. Thank you, Wendy Carlos. Thank you. When we all clap with you. our mics, it sounds like fireworks. <laughs> Hopefully, it is. Fireworks. Hopefully, Wendy we, Carlos
2: can see these fireworks.
1: Exactly. We wanted to start with Wendy Carlos because it was someone who just stuck out to us immediately as as uh, as a genius. But we really see we have a list of people for the rest of these episodes, and there really is a lot of potential for all of these artists who are unique in their own ways, incredible, and some really fun ones too. Some artists who have worked on some. For some of them, it's just the variety of films they've worked on. They just right. you know you can't you can't map a trajectory for these films. It's so wild for some of these these artists that have been in the industry long enough. And so I'm excited for those episodes as well. Right. Any last words, any last words, Seb and, and our guests, Ben? Um,
0: <laughs> be sure to uh, join in next, next week, next two weeks. Are we doing, are we doing this weekly or bi-weekly? Next time. Next episode. Next time, next episode. When we're going to be talking about- episode. Can I have drum rolls, please? Please. It's It is. John Barry, production designer Ooh, of Star John Wars, Barry, a clockwork Wars, orange. A little, a little
2: movie, a little movie, another clockwork orange. Most
0: important of them all, Stanley Dunn's The Little Prince, a musical we've yeah. all seen and loved. <laughs> we uh, all we've seen all seen it and yeah, we yeah, love John it. That's little right.
1: prince, yes. You,
0: we love it. Yep.
2: And I believe he did Big Eyes too. Big Eyes? <laughs>
1: right? I probably he did. Big the bigger eyes. We all love The Little Prince and the source novel. It's based off of The Catcher in the Rye. Uh, and yep. John Barry, obviously, bigger eyes, a, a huge, when you look up John Barry on images, it's just a bunch of pictures with him and C-3PO. So it's going to be a very fun episode.
0: And life's going to be Honestly, great.
1: Like, wait, does, sense, wait, It's, it's going to be interesting
0: because in... life did, did John Barry wrong, <laughs> like Wendy, yeah. Car- like, as it did to yeah. Wendy yep. Carlos. And, and we're going to talk sure. about it. Um. So be sure to to tune in because it's gonna be great. Um, yeah, I guess I have to, to be, watch Star Wars now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I should probably figure that that you know that one's long. Star overdue. Wars
1: one. Oh wait, I don't understand. The first one's episode four. I don't.
2: Ah, uh, wait. What's going? Just, somebody, just, can somebody
1: please I'm, explain this to me? I think I'm the about this best. New thing called Star Wars. I think <laughs> I'm gonna try it out.
0: I'm sure that I think <laughs> the best way is to watch Star Wars. Actually, is to watch. One, episode one, two, and three first and yep. then stop yeah, and not yeah, watch yeah, anything
1: definitely. else. Just don't. Well, because like, the rest dose. are just going to get worse. They're going to get worse sequels. Exactly. One, two, and three. Exactly. Uh, the, yeah, and then we'll skip episodes four, five, six. Probably nothing really happens in any way. Right. No. I will Goodbye. see Bye, everybody. Sev-
0: Wait, is Benke coming on again? Oh, right. He's a permanent oh, guest. Oh, it's,
2: it's, it's, it's a permanent guest but maybe we'll figure out the court situation. Maybe you'll get rid of me. Maybe you won't. We'll see. We'll
0: see we'll see.
1: alright We'll we'll, thank you. we'll cue the outro now.